Welcome back to another edition of the A-Sun Game Day Podcast, episode number 20. And, of course, we're on site yet again. Is it, is it really 20? It is 20. Do we know? Episode 20. This it's is 20? That's it. it. All right. I'm yeah. going to trust you. Yes. I, I trust a lot of things. I put a lot of things in your hands. I hope it's 20. So it's Now <laughs> you're making me doubt it? I don't know. I, I mean... What a, what a great start we've gotten off to. Already <laughs> if, already I'm, questioning the facts that I've presented. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going. It's 20. It's 20. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, it's episode 20. Hopefully, we'll check back again. All <laughs> dappered up because we are on site here in Fort Myers, Florida. It's the number one seeded FGCU Eagles as they face off against the number two seeded Liberty Flames. Full tilt here in college basketball, women's hoops. Also, full crew back. Mike DeVader. I mean, we didn't forget about you. Trust me. I, I know you may have felt that way uh, on the men's final, but uh, glad you're back and uh, yeah, been here a while. I mean, I, I appreciate you guys finally showing up. I've been here for over a week. Oh, wow. You guys show up like this afternoon. So you see, thank you so much for, you see, for treating man, me like it you, is. you give somebody something, you, you say we Into missed mile, them, man. and then this is how he does it. Oh, you guys finally showed up. We turn on each other quick. Hey, the, First the, the episode the, thing, and now this. It doesn't take long. The, ta- take the talent arrived when it's time to go live on air, so. There, there's nothing better than being ready. Hey, to hey go I here. have a jacket on. Okay. <laughs> my jacket's right over there. No, 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 no. I'm wearing mine right here. Yeah. My jacket's going live. The jacket is live. My jacket is jacket live. Jacket is live. But anyway, before before we go off the rails again, <laughs> I'm glad to be joining everybody. I wish I could have been there, but uh, let's get it going. Looking forward to yet another episode. The turnout was incredible. Appreciate you guys watching while we are on site again here at FGCU. But we're on the court this time. We're a little closer to the action. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we have, you know, any flying objects coming our way. we got to protect Mike. My head is on a swivel. Got to be. I'm, I'm ready. Gotta be. Well, the court opened 90 alert. minutes before, and, and we've hit that mark. Yeah, I mean, we're here. We'll start to show up here pretty it's, soon. I mean, we last last time. We were, it was kind of quiet, uh, and it picked up. The noise picked up. The people were rushing in, running to their seats. Now they're taking, they're, they're taking their time now because they opened the gates a little, the doors a little early. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, but I'm, 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 I'm out the gate with the headphones on. Got the headphones on. The, the, the energy is it's already the, here. Right. So it's happening. It, I mean, it's happening now. So. Well, and they're also coming in because they know we're here. That's exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. It, it, this was planned out. Now, they, I, they watched what happened last week. Obviously, and they knew. We obviously, people watching at home can't see, but we've sold out this heart side of the yeah, arena. There, there's no, there <laughs> are no seats here. They're all just being I quiet. Wish, out I of wish respect. I wish you could see it. Yeah, they're all just being quiet out of respect to us, which I, I appreciate it. We we appreciate everybody here showing up. <laughs> all right. right, let's get to basketball, guys. We got to right. start talking about women's hoops. Uh, let's talk about the women's season, the top ten teams that made it, and how we got to this point, just like we did for the men. So you look at the first round matchups. Stetson and Jacksonville, the 10 and 9 seed, respectively. Stetson taking that one 60 to 53 over the Dolphins. Kennesaw State also winning in that first round against Jacksonville State, 82 to 73. And then in the next round, Liberty demolished KSU, 91 to 70. And that's one of the reasons why the Liberty Flames are in this position right now. EKU, Austin P, Austin P triumphs. 73 to 55, a 4-5 seeded matchup. FGCU doing what they do best, winning 66-48 over Stetson in the second round. Lipscomb 63 to 53 over North Alabama, and then that took us to the semifinals. Liberty beating Lipscomb 84 to 56, the two versus three, and then Austin P giving 
FGCU, a, a defensive battle, 51 to 34. I think, again, we're going to unpack quite a bit more as this episode goes along. But that's how we got to this point, FGCU versus Liberty. But before we talk about that, had plenty of time to preview this game and what this means for the finals implication going into this one. Let's talk about the women's hoop season. We talked, again, with the men's. We did the exact same thing. I want who or what surprised both of you guys the most so far for the women's side. I mean, I can go first, but Mike, you've been absent. They, they, they've heard a lot of me. I, 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 I do too much talking, so I'm going to let you start things off. You, you give us yours first. And it better not be what I'm going to say, because then I'm going to be mad. Well, <laughs> I mean, you decided to let me go first, so let's hope not. But what I'm going to look at for my surprise team of the year, and I got to see them play in the semifinals, and that's Austin P. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the Governors. They were picked towards the bottom of the preseason rankings. They made it all the way to semifinals. They really had their chances here with FGCU. They played great defense like they have all season. They really made FGCU really uncomfortable with their game. They did not play well on offense. Uh, they couldn't hit the three-pointer. Everybody was turning the ball over. Austin P is definitely the surprise in a positive way, and I know that Austin P and I have had some excitement throughout the year, and I mean, the coaches and staff even brought it up to me while while we were here. So, did I mean, they? It, it's all in good fun. Really? Did they? I, I was really impressed with them. Man, if they could just hit a, look, a couple more outside shots when they were playing great defense, they could have had a real good chance of being right here in the final. Yeah, there's no doubt. And that was a team that I originally had picked going all the way to the final. They make it just a step below, but coming from the OVC, coming to, to the A-Sun this year, I mean, that's a big jump to make. A lot of talent on that team. If they're able to retain that, I'm looking forward to what they can do next year as well. Um, my pick is, is Lipscomb. Um, I think that you had a team that won 10 games last year. I think five conference wins last year. They're up to a 20-win team this year, 13-5 in, in league play. Uh, making it to the semifinals, that, that last game with Liberty, was it was a tough one on the road. Um, they did lose to Liberty earlier in the season as well. So. I, you know, I don't, uh, me looking at it, I wasn't too surprised by that outcome. But overall, if you would ask me, you know, in early November, I probably wouldn't have picked Lipscomb to be one of our final four women's basketball teams in our tournament. So, um, I mean, we, we talked to Coach Sumsey a few weeks ago and mentioned to her about that turnaround that they've had. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great turnaround. Obviously, the double year win total from 10 to 20 is, is, is that kind of said it for itself, self-explanatory. But um, I think that's my big, big, uh, biggest improvement, biggest surprise of the year was how well Lipscomb was throughout the year. I mean, they were in that top, they were in that top three all year. I mean, we kind of had four. I think the final four we had were kind of the four we were looking at even a couple months ago as our four. So it played out how we thought, and Lipscomb's been in there the whole year. And I really think anytime you're setting records for wins during the regular season, I think you've gone above and beyond what you might have even expected as a program. So great job this year for Lipscomb. That's definitely one of the ones that I had in mind. I was really impressed with them as well. And the most important part about the Lipscomb Bisons team is that we pulled away the Claire, right? Ho, ho, ho. The Claire. Yes. Yes, and that's that's lived on in the A Sun. If we're being if we're being honest, yeah, we, we, that's we lived since we've had that inter interview, and it's, we've, uh, we've adopted that. We've adopted. <laughs> we've adopted the, mostly mostly I have. I mean, it's been adopted to me. I'll, yes. I'll phrase it that yeah, way. Yeah, you, I, you, yeah, you're my Claire. I mean, there we've already go. said it. We, we've already said it. it they, they know. Hey, I, had make, I had to make sure I wasn't getting hit behind. Uh, hey, head is on head, the swivel. Head's got to be on the swivel. It's got to stay exactly. on it. Well, going on to what surprised me the most, I'm actually going to go away from a certain team. 
you're looking at the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. I had a little higher hopes for them uh, coming into this season than what happened in the postseason. But Antoinette Walker, 21 points per game, 9.4 rebounds per game, newcomer of the year in the Sun. And given that she averaged seven points per game last year, guys, transferring into EKU, a non-traditional type of score. Gonna kill you in the mid-range, gonna kill you with the post action, with the post hooks, and then getting on the glass like she did for EKU. Again, I think they had somewhat of a disappointing year for my expectations, but overall, Antoinette Walker, you cannot have asked for a bigger, better jump than she has. She's gone from a good player to a bona fide superstar. Now, I got a question for you then. Okay. You know, I think you know where I'm going. You just laid out some amazing numbers for Walker. If I told you, that you had somebody that averaged 15.1 points per game, 11.0 rebounds per game, shot 70.2% from the field, and they're not first-team all-conference. What would you say? I'm lying, right? I would. I would say that. Oh, that's just true. I'm speaking, I'm speaking facts right now. Oh, who, who are you spitting about? Gracie. Merkel. Yes, Gracie Merkel. She's yeah, got to be on the I, list of things that just like a head-turner for this season. Yeah. It, you know, go ahead, Mike. Well, we, <laughs> didn't, even, we didn't even see her coming. She just... Burst onto the scene, took over. The, She's a freshman, so. Took, absolutely took over the conference. I mean, I, I definitely wish I could have watched Walker and Merkel play because you just see the numbers they put out. Mm. Uh, week yeah. in, week out, game in, game out. I mean, freshman of the year for Merkel and what, the second week? I mean, she pretty much yeah. said, this, this <laughs> yeah. award is mine. And I mean, maybe the same thing could be said for Walker because those two teams with those players, they, they were really something special to watch. And right here in the championship final, Liberty knew all about Bellarmine at the very end of the regular season with Merkel and, and company getting them right at the end. Almost had a chance to win. Yeah. Missed that layup right at the buzzer. So, I mean, even Liberty right here in the championship final knows about Gracie Merkel and, and that team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been the advocate for Gracie Merkel to be uh, a, win a couple of superlatives. She won one freshman of the year. And I think exactly what we've discussed on this podcast happened with the voting. You factor in the winning. You factor in the fact that Bellarmine didn't make the postseason. That changes their minds. In my opinion, Grace, there was not a better player in the league than Grayson Merkel. That's my that's my opinion. I mean, the, the numbers seem tend to mathematically. Yeah, it, it's at least an argument. It's at least an argument. And what's crazy is those uh, that percentage number you said and Maya Berkman at seventy uh, percent on the dot. I think they're one two in the country. And, right. and and that's not even mentioning the blocks. I yeah, mean, I know uh, Scholar Gill. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going there. That's that's. She is what she defense is. Defense player that you earned it. Yeah, earned oh, it. absolutely. But she tied a record for eight blocks in the game. Yeah, in the, I'm not. In the, the championship not, game. Not, yeah, not saying. But if you're looking at the whole resume, with those numbers I laid out, the double double average and 2.3 blocks. I just think that's a first team stat line. I just you know. I, I'm with you now. Uh, uh, again, we've been advocating for it all year. Yeah. I, I think I thought it was going to happen or I, something. Yeah, I just I thought it would be she would earn more postseason awards than she did. Mm -hmm. I'll phrase it that way. Yeah. I, I thought that's how it was going to go. But uh, not to be, but still an incredible freshman year. And another one of those surprises that you just have to mention. We talked about Asa women too. Gracie yeah. Merkel. She comes back next year as a sophomore. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Who knows what that's going to be like. Yeah. All right. Before I forget about it. We hadn't talked since the men's final, oh. have we? No, Ooh. we have not. Ooh. First of all, um, Mike, appreciate you. I saw it in the chat post Facebook, uh, post Facebook live event of uh, your score prediction for that one. Uh, do you want to? 
you want to throw that out there? Or do you remember anything like that? Or? I think I think what I had was uh, Liberty 71, Kennesaw 67, because mm. mm. I knew that both those teams were going to fight like heck to try to win that championship. Watching, mm. watching mm. the game, pregame, you could see that McGee really wasn't himself. Kennesaw was doing a great job on him. Mm. I mean, what did he have, only eight points? Is that what he ended with? Mm. I mean, <laughs> with his career average, with everything that he's done in his his career against the Owls, mm. for the Owls to be able to defend that house again, back-to-back -back times against that team, that's a great win for them. And I'll tell you what, mm. we watched some, of, we watched some of that game courtside, and that place looked outstanding on TV. Mm. I mean, I can't imagine what that was like. You guys were there. Right, great who, job for the Owls. Who, who would have thought that? Who would have who picked could have that? Thunk? Who could have decided that? That was their pick I mean, on that day in that building. Who would dare? The goal. You texted me to say that. <laughs> it's a setup. It's a setup. I wasn't on the podcast. Nobody mentioned that I was even gone or where I was. And you're right. We did. You told we, me that I had I to will. say that for ratings. Let's not lie. It, it, we, it, no, but I really picked yeah, Liberty. I thought they would win. But I did forget they, to mention that, Mike. They, did, did. they didn't win. <laughs> Well, well, we missed we, we missed you we missed you in your absence. Yes, so I yes. should have I should have mentioned it. I forgot to do that, but yes. uh, but 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 okay. but, but yes, I, I did think Liberty would be able to hold that one out, but they didn't. But hey, great game by Kennesaw State. Happy for them. But listen, hey, we get tried, we, we tried to tell you. Get them. We tried to tell you. Let them know. Don't let them owls get hot. They got hot. I mean, it, it, hey, preseason it was, pick. I hate. You, I hate. I really hate hey. to brag. I got to take a victory lap on this one. I picked them preseason, you, you did. eighth in the coaches' poll, yeah. sixth in the media. Yeah, and they win the whole darn thing. They, they're, they're going dancing, and you know, well, we'll they've been dancing. Out, we'll find out tomorrow where they'll be. So yes, yes, I mean, it, it was. This is. Hey, hey, this is a little bit of a victory lap. We. I mean, I, hey, hey, I, I put my neck on the line. I, I mean, my power rankings look pretty good right now, don't they? They told us. The net, the Ken Palm, the mid-major, all of those rankings. I, I don't watch the That game. you were stupid. I'm stupid. Because you had Kennesaw State number one for a majority of the season. What kind of you loser know they am had I? the same record. The same record. Same record. And he was, he was called a madman. A madman. He didn't know what he was doing. They should take his paychecks away. Yeah, that's, I get paid. That's, that's, <laughs> these are things that were said to him. Yeah. I, and I took it like a champ. But, I, hey, I sucked my guns. Put some respect on his name. How about that? Hey, that's, hey. That's why you're the men's basketball contact, though. You, you know things. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you know. Not, but, you but, know, but. Like hey, I'm a humble guy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you tend to say that a lot. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. <I'm the> <laughs> that's your best attribute is how humble how you are humble and how I often am. you say it. How, and how often I say right. it. Right. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. You're, you're the traveling talent now. You don't have to be humble. I don't have to be humble, but I choose to. <laughs> and also, I'm going to choose to take this moment. Stop tooting my own horn. And let's talk women's women's final. Let's and, go and back. Speaking of that, to the, the clock for 60 minutes has just started, so we're under one hour from tip off. I say we go until they actually put the ball in the air and they tip it off, because until then it's not a game. I don't, right. I, I don't, I don't believe it. They're gonna so, move us. So we're staying live I mean, until the rest tells us to leave. I, 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 yeah. All these people are here to see us. Yeah. All, all, all them. Yeah. They know. <laughs>
they don't want to see us go. In reality, I think there's probably eight people around you here. Didn't have uh, to, on you, this did, side. you didn't have to do that. No, eight. You could have kept it going. Eight hundred. They can't see. Eight, I said I just left out hundred. Well, that's right. all I did. All right, this is a perfect transition into our coaches talk. We will preview this game. Our X factors on the other side of the break. Well, let's talk about this game. But first, let's hear from Coach Carl Smesco and Kerry Green here on a Sun Game Day. Hey guys, thanks Jordan. We're here courtside getting ready for the championship final for women's basketball. I'm Mike DeVader with the ASN Game Day Podcast. I'm joined by FGCU head coach Carl Smesco. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's great to be here. All right, well, first of all, we, we just got done with, the pract with practice today, kind of not really going into the details, but how did everything go? How are preparations going for the game tomorrow? Well, I think we've been locked in. We're trying to implement a game plan, and I think everybody is uh, – you know, trying to execute it to the best they can possibly do it. So we got a great challenge ahead of us. We're playing a great team, and it's going to take a great effort. All right, and before we dive into the game plan against Liberty, let's take a step back, kind of talk about the season. Coming in, you had high expectations like normal here at FGCU, but what kind of obstacles did you have to overcome to get in the position you are right now? Well, we, had a, we, we added a lot of new players. They're really talented and good, but they have to learn how to work together and learn our system. And uh, I think they've done a great job at that. And uh, our returning players did a great job uh, meshing with our new players. And we have a really good chemistry, players that enjoy being around each other. And I think that it's translated to picking things up quicker on the court. Now, kind of when you when you dive into the chemistry factor of that, you do have some leadership on the team that's been here for a while. They've done that. They've won some games. They've been to the NCAA tournament. Kind of talk a little bit about what that leadership has meant during that transition. Yeah, well, we have Emma and TK and Kay, who are all returners from last year, who uh, take on a leadership role. And then, you know, Shay Carter is a natural leader, and she's maybe new to our program, but she has that type of personality where she can encourage people. Um, but, you know, our, our leadership is just kind of a group dynamic in that we're all trying to accomplish the same goals and we're all working together to make that happen. Sure. Now, kind of looking at your philosophy, obviously a lot of people that follow the A-Sun know that you like the three-point shot. Just kind of dive into it a little bit for the fans back home that don't really know about your background. Why do you feel so strongly about that game style? Well, we just like to play a fun style that uh, is conducive to winning. Uh, so, you know, we like to play fast. We like the ball to move. We have a lot of really talented players, and when they work together, we're really good. And obviously, a three-point shot is a, a big part of what we do. But, uh, you know, we, we try to get to the rim. We hope to get to the foul line some. but. You know, if you're playing uh, defense, we want you to have to guard all the way to the three-point line and be concerned about that as well. And speaking of defense, kind of taking a step back into the previous games of the A-Sun Championship here, the offense hasn't quite hit its stride in these first two matchups getting to the final. But talk a little bit about how your defense was there to help you in the Stetson game and the game against Austin P. Yeah, Stetson and Austin P are both really good defensive teams, and they – you know, competed and they played great defense against us. So getting good shots wasn't easy. Uh, so we really relied on our defense both games where uh, we all had to be locked in together. The communication had to be at a high level. Uh, you know, the 
executing the game plan was uh, really important and our players did a great job, uh, especially in the second half of the last game. We just really played extraordinary defense and uh, we were really tough to score on. Now looking ahead to the championship final here on Saturday evening. The trophy right here is over our shoulder. Can't quite get it yet, coach, but it's, it's within your grasp. What challenges does Liberty present to you in the third matchup so far this year? Well, the challenge is just Liberty is a very talented team. I mean, they're very deep. Uh, they play 10 people typically. Uh, they've got great interior post players. They've got great shooters. And they got players who can, you know, beat you off the dribble and get all the way to the rim. So their versatility and their talent level is, uh, you know, pretty exceptional. So. It's going to take a great effort from everybody. We're going to need a lot of people to play really well to, you know, get to hold on to that trophy this year. All right, and then I think we'll wrap up with this one, but kind of looking at some keys for yourself. Aside from Liberty, what does FGCU have to do in order to hoist that trophy and go back to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, we, we just need to play FGCU basketball, play together. Uh, we know it's going to be a game where there's some runs. We're going to have to keep our composure. Hopefully uh, we have a huge crowd here and, you know, they can have an impact on the game. But, you know, you're not really going to, I don't think either team is going to really change their personality for this game. Uh, we both got to this point doing certain things, and uh, now it's going to be who can do it better on this particular day. All right, Coach, but I, I know us here at the ASN Game Day podcast are really excited for that game. Thank you for joining us and we really appreciate it. Good luck on Saturday night. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was Coach Carl Smesco with FGCU. Back to you guys. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. My name is Mike DeVader with the ASUN Game Day Podcast. I'm joined today by Liberty Head Coach Kerry Green for this segment for the ASUN Game Day Podcast. Coach, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're in a championship game, Mike. Uh, I don't think it gets any better than that. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we're here at the championship game like you talked about, but let's go back a little bit to how we got here. So kind of go over the season, what you've really been impressed about, what got you here, and how hard was it to get to this point so far? Well, uh, Mike, I'm going to go back a year, okay? We were uh, having a very good year last year and uh, got knocked off in the semifinals. So we came back with a little more vengeance, uh, a little more hungry, and uh, wanting to get back in a championship game. So uh, we're here this year, and, and it makes it special. And um, uh, as we got into our season, uh, there was a lot of learning, a lot of uh, consistency that we had to get through. And uh, we've um, reached sort of a peak, peak at this point in time. I think we always can, can learn and continue to improve, but um, it's been a, a season of developing and uh, basically just becoming more and more consistent with um, the details of the game and playing together. Was there certain key words or just a real mindset on what you did in that game that drove you to where you are right now? Well, um, I Nothing really key except for just the details. Uh, maybe we should have done better rebounding. Maybe we should have taken care of the ball, turning the ball over. So there's so many variables to uh, being successful in a game of basketball. And yeah, there's some of them are just basics. 
and uh, one of them would be, okay, let's play on both ends. So uh, to even begin with the uh, defensive perspective, then you got to get back and uh, set your defense. And uh, early in the season, we weren't doing a very good job of that. And uh, that was something we worked on. Um, sometimes we would, on the offensive end, be impatient. And uh, we use the phrase, let it work meaning let your offense, trust your offense, and trust your teammates, uh, work it out. And uh, we weren't early, and I guess specifically we're turning the ball over. But uh, most recently, going back to that word consistency, uh, a little bit more consistency on the offense, not rushing things, um, playing with each other and uh, playing together. Our team's got a motto, one go, one heartbeat. So uh, if they can do that, we're, we're going to be in good shape. You talked a little bit about uh, the challenges that FGC gives to you guys. But what kind of things have you seen in these last two games that you think maybe you can improve on in this championship final? Well, uh, again, I think we, we've got to set our defense, and that means defensive transition. So we've got to uh, build a while and keep them from getting to the basket. And uh, they, they seem to draw the defense in. And then they get wide open uh, shots from on the perimeter. And they really move the ball very well. So uh, we've got to be able to put those two together, transition, keep them in front of us, keep them from getting to the basket, and get out there and contest their three. And uh, they do an excellent job of penetrating and driving and their offense is um, pretty good. Now, you're asking me, okay, yes, we're playing them, but that, that's been the problem for every team, you know, that plays them. They've got a unique style and they're very good at it or they don't win 31 games. And it's just look back too, you know, 31 games this year and last year, uh, beat a very good Virginia Tech team from uh, the ACC who just won the ACC tournament. And last year, if I'm not mistaken, a very good team, uh, they went to LSU and beat LSU by 14. So it's their style of play and uh, well coached. And uh, they got some great ball players that shoot the ball and penetrate really well. So. Uh, it's not just our problem. It is our problem today in championship game. Uh, but um, they're just unique and a very good team. Now we talked about the matchup. We talked about the challenges that both teams present each other. But looking at yourself and the program and Liberty Women's Basketball, the trophy's right here behind us. What, is, what would that mean for you to take that home on Saturday night? You know, we got to earn this thing. Um, we've got a team of 15 players, and they've committed themselves to uh, one goal, one heartbeat. And um, our depth is pretty good. We can go easily 10 deep, and uh, we're going to need all 10 to play tomorrow uh, because of the style of play. Um, We've got to be able to um, control the tempo when we can and do the things that we can do best. And um, uh, that's about all we can do. And, uh, you know, uh, on the defensive end, uh, you've got to be 
um, at your very best against this team. And they can, can control that because they can really push it. And then on the offensive end, we, uh, we got to be really efficient. So I think we need to go through our, our post, Maya Berkman and uh, Bella Samuda, and go inside, outside, and um, knock down some shots, spread the court, and uh, get to the rim too and get to the foul line. So those are specific things that are very important for us to be successful and playing together. Um, I like where we're at. I like our uh, mind space right now, um, how we played the last couple games, but uh, also quick to be humbled when uh, we have to go in overtime a very, against a very good Bellarmine team. And uh, that was sort of a wake up call for us that uh, we can win if we play good, but if we don't, we can recognize our opponent can beat us. And the Florida Gulf Coast is certainly a number one seed. Um, it'll be a challenge for us, but uh, I, th I think we're in a good mind space and um, we're ready for this challenge. All right, well, I know all the fans at home, the ASUN Conference fans are extremely excited for this one versus two matchup as well. Coach, thank you so much for joining us on the ASN Game Day podcast. Good luck in the game. All right. Thank you, Mike. Yes, sir. Back to you guys. Welcome back to the ASUN Game Day podcast. Jordan Griffith, Mike DeVader, William Hall. All right, guys, we heard from both coaches. We heard keys to the game for both coaches. William, we'll start with you. What are your keys to the game for both of these squads? Um, for FGCU, I think it's their guards getting going and doing, doing what they do. Um, Raining threes, obviously, is what they do. They shoot, but I think our and it's interesting to say that our player of the year is it's not an X factor or anything. Like she's the player of the year. Um, she struck up only four points against Stetson. I think she had 14 against Austin P. I think if she gets going, the, the offense flows through her. So I think that that's uh, their key on that side to get to get their best player doing what she does. I think is is good. And for Liberty, um, I, I really think it's going to be their perimeter defense and able to keep FGCU from spotting up and raining those threes and funneling them down low. And I think down low, the Liberty has the length to contest some things if they can get FTCU forcing them down low. So I think that's they just got to keep them off of that perimeter, keep them uncomfortable. And Mike? Well, I actually think that mine's almost the exact opposite of that in, in a good way, though. But for FTCU, I, th stupid. I, I think <laughs> I think FGCU cannot start slow today because watching both of these games that they've played in this in this conference championship, they've really started slow and they've never found the rhythm. So if this crowd is really going to be here like everybody thinks it is, they need to start hitting shots, get that confidence back, remember who they are, remember what got them here, and they're going to shoot threes no matter what. But if they hit those today, I think that's going to be a big momentum builder for them. And for Liberty, I almost think that it's just about turnovers. If they can keep the ball and not give FGCU extra opportunities, great momentum, I think their offense is good enough right now to stay with FGCU the way they played. They both beat each other this year already, but as long as they're able to obviously play good defense, but turnovers is the issue for Liberty. As long as they hold on to the ball, don't give uh, FGCU extra opportunities to score, I think they'll be riding this game at the end. Yeah, I think what both you guys are saying is pacing is going to be a huge part of this game. Who's going to wilt to the other's pressure, whether that be Liberty kind of slowing it down or whether that be FGCU running them and gun them and shoot up those threes. And if they hit them early, that's going to be trouble for the Liberty Flames. I'll start with FGCU. 
An underrated stat you want to talk about is their ability to pass the ball to one another. Ninth in the nation in assists per game, 18 per game that they get. Now, you're probably not going to get 18 against a good Liberty defense this year. But if you get to that 15 mark, if FGCU has 15 or more assists in this game, I believe that that is going to be the key for them to win this one and win yet another A-Sun title. And for Liberty, I'm actually going to go with two players. I know I posed the question. That's kind of cheating. Um, but again, I, I make the rule. We make the rules. I'm sorry, I got a little power. Oh, we used to I apologize. See. Oh, no, no, he's, that's, no, that's not I a real apology. Let me take. <laughs> I, I make the rules. I caught myself mid-sentence. I can't do it, any you quicker. You said it with your chest. You own, own it. Just own it. Yeah, traveling, traveling. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't got to say it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Kennedy Williams for the Liberty Flames. That's going to be a huge factor. Last time that they beat the FGCU Eagles early in the season. 24 points in that game. She also had six assists to go along in that one. So her being able to set the pace and then 6-6, Bella Smuda for the Flames as well. Coming off of the bench, if she has 10 or more points, has a real impact on the boards, that's going to be huge for the Flames if they want to establish dominance inside and slow that pacing down like we were just mentioning. So, so 10, she, she's your X factor. If Smuda has 10, you think... Smuda They're has in good seven. shape. Yes. If Smuda has 10, or if Williams does what she did last time, has 20-plus, I, I think that's also a key for success. 24, 6 assists, like you said, 9 for 14. Yep. I mean, that, I was – she kind of took over. I mean, I yep. know that one went to – that's the game that took overtime to decide the winner, but I think that's – it. yeah, if you're getting, you're getting 24 from her and you're getting 18 from Berkman, uh, I'll take that. No, I absolutely agree. So, all right, let's get to our final picks, guys. Let's start with William on the end. Uh, I make the rules. Okay. We're starting, right. with, you. We're starting with you. All right. We're starting with me. Yeah. Okay. FGC is obviously the juggernaut coming into this one, the overwhelming favorite. They have been elite all year. But the Liberty Flames are winning today. You see that one coming? No, honestly. I'm going with the Liberty Flames. I do think that there is something to the fact that this is the only team that pushed through FGCU this year. The only team that showed at least somewhat of a weakness. And you go back to the last game against Austin P. FGCU did not look at their best. I'm going with the Liberty Flames to take this one home. I have a feeling that we are either going to be boasting again next week or we are all going to be just having to take it because I just, I, oh, the, the band, band is going. going. The band's going. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's to wrap up. So. Uh, that's, that's my that's, cue. They're playing us off stage. That's my cue to make my prediction that that band won't be playing at the end of the night. Wow. Not, not that one. Okay. Um, I just think, I think this is, I, I feel like I say this every time they match up. Um, I don't know. I, I think they can get it done. I think Liberty wins this game. Um. We've seen them beat them, and I know that game went to overtime. I know, but I think that the way they're playing right now, they're playing like they they want this game. They want it here. They want they they want it. They're not you know. So I mean, did you see the way they play Wednesday? That looks like a team that's just not worried about anything right now. And I just think that the way they're coming to these games, I get it is FGCU, but I just I feel like Liberty's coming in with a little momentum. And they want it, and this is their last chance to get it unless something else crazy happens in college athletics. So 
All right, to you, Mike. All right, so I've been here all week. I've seen both these teams play. I've watched MGCU play on this home floor twice. They have struggled in both games. I've talked to them pre-practice. I've talked to them after practice. I know that Liberty comes in hot. I know that both teams have been on big-time winning streaks. Somebody's going to lose today. And it just comes down to the fact that I think all year, all year long since they lost at Liberty, FGCU's made a point to get to this game, to hope that they get the Liberty Flames. And I know they didn't play well the last two games, but I have a feeling that th those kids, even though it's hard to keep their mentality one game at a time, but they were looking ahead to this. They were looking ahead to the Flames. They wanted one more chance. Coach Mesco, I know he wants this game as well. I just cannot pick against FGCU. I think that the Eagles win their seventh straight. They're going to claim the championship tonight, and they're going to show up today in a big way. This home crowd's going to be rocking, and the FGCU Eagles are going back to the NCAA tournament. We are, we are idiots. Bit, bit, uh, likely, likely. That's okay. Two against one. We got two guys on the underdogs here at the table. And, guys, it's time to wrap it up. In under an hour on ESPN+, Plus, make sure to tune in. The Eagles versus the Flames for the title. And that'll do it for the Traveling Podcast for at least a little bit here. Jordan Griffith. Just a little bit. William Hall, Mike DeVader. We'll see you around the corner. This is the A-Sun Game Day Podcast. Peace.